0: Welcome to the Biz Alchemist podcast. I am your host, Fallon Jordan, and this is my first episode with a guest as my new name, the Biz Alchemist. And I'm just so excited to be talking with Chrissy, Chrissy Freeman-Cascio, who is a divorce empowerment coach. And we're going to go into her story, but you had an experience- You decided to alchemize this situation and turn it into a business. So it's like literally the perfect way for me to step up in this new way. And I know that's exactly what you do for your clients. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for doing what you do.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I could not be more excited, especially knowing that I'm the first guest. Yes. On this, so um, I'm absolutely thrilled that you had me. So, thank you so much. I can't wait for yes.
0: So, I'm going to share a little bit about you, but you can definitely read Chrissy's full bio below. Chrissy is a certified life designer coach, and that's how we met, which is through Julie Riesler certification, which is amazing. It's an amazing certification program if you're looking for a life coaching program, just on the side. and. Chrissy empowers women to say yes to themselves and get back in the driver's seat after divorce, which is part of her Instagram handle, which I like love that so much. And after her 19 year marriage ended, Chrissy found herself struggling with her identity. She is no longer a wife. She was a single mom navigating life on her own with no idea how to put one foot in front of the other. Instead of feeling empowered, she felt anxious and alone, and as a result, she embarked on a journey of inner healing that led to pursuing her passion of becoming a divorce empowerment coach, and one of the most amazing things is that her coaching program and her coaching style of supporting and guiding her clients on their transformational journey is bringing them from Mrs. to me after divorce to create the life they want and deserve, and for me and it's like capital M capital E I just find it extra super special too because you live in Maine and ME is the abbreviation for Maine and I am from Maine and I just think there's like so much like beauty in the details that's my Virgo self
1: I love that
0: (laughs) oh my god so fun so I have Julie's USU affirmation cards I thought it'd be kind of fun for us to like pull one yes and then see where we go but um yeah and the more since i've met you of course this is the way it works right like you meet someone like oh i do this very specific amazing thing and then you just start seeing the need for it everywhere and i mean i have friends in their late 20s that are going through divorce right now and it's like i mean the age doesn't matter the amount of time i know that that all is relative But you're just so needed. And I'm just like so, so grateful that you're doing this. Thank you. Oh, so I pulled kindness as a a card. Oh, perfect. So perfect for you because you you radiate kindness and wisdom. And I choose to be kind to my mind, body and whole self today and to everyone to interact with. I love that for us so much because yeah, when you're having an identity crisis, the first thing is like, not just even beating yourself up, but like continuously asking yourself these really big questions and like, maybe not having an answer. So I would love to hear a little bit more just about your journey. And then I'm sure that makes you attract certain clients going through the very same thing. Um, What are some of those big questions that people are asking themselves when they're like having that identity crisis?
1: Yeah. So it, it's a journey for sure. I mean, divorce yeah. is, there's, there's so many changes we go through without our throughout our lives, right? And divorce is one of those changes that you can't avoid the shift that you go through. As much as you try to run from the emotions, you try to run from all of those feelings of grief, you can't. And in that process, you also go through such a significant change that you have to look at the who sort of, mm. who am I now, you know, I I identified as a wife for how many years. And with that, for me, it was 19. And to your point, it doesn't matter how many years. When you're in a long-term relationship and it does end up in a marriage, and then ultimately, in some cases, you end up having children, you sort of begin to play this role of okay i am the one that needs to be here to take care of everyone i need to make sure that everyone feels loved and supported and that their you know schedules are on track and so many other things on top of what about myself you know the job that whatever you might have or if you're a stay-at-home mom and so after divorce that is no longer there and so you sort of look in the mirror and say okay, so who are you, Chrissy? Who are you, Fallon? You know, whoever, when I talk to clients, that's what they say is, I, I don't know what to do at this point. I I was a part of this family unit and that is no longer. So how do I put one foot in front of the other? And for me, it was about, you know, after being in a marriage for 19 years, and being that's all that I knew, it was about, okay, I just want to find my purpose. I want to find my passion. I want to find who am I at my core. And that takes a lot of work to first realize that the shift is there. And then second, to take action. And what sort of action do you even take? And that's where the women I work with Come to me to say, I don't know where to go. There's so much fear. There's so much anxiety. Um, there's so many feelings coming up right now that when I said in my bio, you know, literally putting one foot in front of the other can be a challenge. And so it's stopping all the noise and it's really figuring out where do we go from here? And so I put together sort of this transformational process for women that is actually called Mrs. To Me, and it's about rediscovering you after divorce. And I love it. It consists of of six sort of pillars, I call them. Um, And it is the process that I created for myself. And now I use with my clients.
0: I love that. Do you want to give us a sneak peek at some of the pillars?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my first is really the most critical and there's a reason I put it first. So I do say to clients, you know, you don't have to go to the, go through these in this particular order. However, the first one is crucial. The first one is what I call the clearing. And the mm-hmm. first one is really about the inner work. And we have to create sort of this new foundation in order that we're going to start from In order to move forward and in order to build sort of that new foundation, we have to clear out old patterns because when you're leaving a marriage or when you've a marriage has ended and you're starting sort of this new chapter, there are old patterns that you don't want to repeat as you move forward in relationships. Mm -hmm. And those relationships could be friend relationships. It could be family. It could be um, romantic relationships. And so the first, that's why it's the first step is to really go in and to start doing the work around who am I you know really getting clear around what what is it that lights me up and how do I discover those things. And so we do a lot of we do a lot around creating new habits for ourselves, habits that bring us joy. Um and that's kind of the first pillar is really um finding joy, finding your sanctuary, if you will, um, which is a space for only you, where you can do whatever you want. You can journal, you can meditate, you can say affirmations. I mean, there's so many things um, and it really is individualized. I really try to focus on the individual because there are people who will say to me, I've tried meditating and I can't get my mind to yeah. stop. Yeah. So so we don't start there with them. We start with maybe journaling or something else. And so, but that's the first one. So the first one is, is out of the six, it's called the clearing. And that is an essential step. Love. And my other favorite is the navigation. The navigation mm-hmm. is um one where that's when we really dig deep on navigating relationships. So navigating, um, you know, one of the things that we all go through throughout life at, at different times is a shift in friendships, a shift in, it's a really big change when you have a group of friends that were part of your partnership as a married couple, and now you're alone. And sometimes people choose sides, but sometimes you also really just aren't in alignment anymore with where they are, whether that's from a spiritual perspective, whether that's from a um, a work perspective, so many things. And so I really encourage clients to pause and take a look at the relationships in their lives and which ones are truly serving them and why. And those that aren't, what are they giving to those relationships that they don't really need to be giving if they're not getting anything in return? Mm-hmm. So that's the navigation. And that's that's a fun one that we really try to be sort of playful with around, Um, you know, they, we do things like I recommend people taking themselves on dates alone. Yes. So that they I can love start to get to myself. know. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that
0: fun? Well, and it's a great meditation, mindfulness practice, because it's like, what do I really want to drink now that I don't have to worry about what somebody else really wants and trying to make it more convenient for them?
1: Yes. oh dependent
0: recovery person, right? And then mm-hmm. it's like, what do I really want to eat?
1: Exactly.
0: Do I want to eat it all? Or do I want to bring some home for myself and know that no one else is going to take it? Like there's just so many beautiful little decisions that go into a date. Like, what do I want to wear? What kind of vibe do I want to be in? Like Do I want to sit at the bar and talk to people? Do I want to kind of just like be in my own energy? Like so much beauty goes into the dates.
1: Oh, yes. And I love it. I'm so glad to hear you say that because it's so true. Like the... And a lot of my clients are what I call recovering codependents, where they're used to sort of giving, 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 giving to everyone else's needs and not taking anything for themselves. And so that is why that's a crucial part of the process is spending time alone, is really starting to get clear about when I'm alone, what am I choosing and why am I choosing to do that? And then bringing that into all their other relationships. So I love that you've done that. I love that you um, enjoy that experience too, because I, I just think it's so valuable for all of us.
0: A hundred percent. And there's other examples too, of going out to eat, but that's just like one of the things that I really like to do. And like you said about being recovering codependent, like what are some of the things that when you started doing by yourself that you were like, oh, wow, like. I want something totally different, or I want to kind of put on a completely different part of me in this mm-hmm. in this situation. Like, what's the that was like a totally random like Oliver question? But
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get that. I do get asked that question, and I I think it's um it's a really good one because I learned so much after my marriage around where I was being a codependent. I mean, everything from you know, just wanting to make sure that I kept the peace. And the only way to keep the peace was to make sure that everyone was happy. And I had no idea when this marriage ended what I liked. I honestly had no idea. And one of the things was, um, my former spouse used to love, love, love big social activities. He loved going to bars and like, being around people and lots of drinking and lots of, you know, and I learned, I've, I thought I liked that. I thought, okay, that's part of what I like to do. And so that's what I'll do. I'm just going to go to bars on the weekends and with him and, you know, we'll do that. I don't like it. I, I learned I wow. don't like it. It's too noisy. I can't hear people talking. I, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge drinker. And so I would prefer, honestly, to do something outside or to do something with just a couple of friends where we can actually connect and have a real true (laughs) connection versus, you know, this big event where, you know, there's so much noise and everything. And that was how I was spending a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. But I, even after the divorce, I was putting myself in those situations and I would actually get to the point where I started asking myself, I'd be in a room of people and I would actually go in and I'd start breathing. And I think breathing is so important for people is really reconnecting with your breath to allow you to get present, even when there's noise around you. And so that's what I would do is I would be in these situations and I go, wait a minute, something feels off. And I just kind of go in. People weren't necessarily knowing I was doing this, but I would sort of go in and start breathing. And I'm like, "Yeah, this isn't at all where I want to be right now. Yeah, <laughs> I am not Getting enjoying out. myself." <laughs> so that was that was one big one for me where I was truly doing. I'd done it for so long that I didn't even know that it was something I didn't enjoy. Wow! And that also led to you know, pulling back in some friendships, which was really hard for me because those friends, that's what they love to do. And for me, it just wasn't aligned with who I am and who I want to be going forward. And so pulling back from that, it's a really hard thing to do.
0: Yeah. And it's, I'm so glad I asked, even though I asked in a weird way, because I kept hearing, like seeing the scale of like introvert extrovert, And like, there's so many people that like identify a certain way growing up and then Mm -hmm. they start dating, then they get married and they cling to this persona and then realize what they want. And I, I really, truly feel like there's so many people who identify as extroverted who actually Mm -hmm. just codependent.
1: Oh, totally.
0: Once they heal, they become more introverted. People are like, why are you like, you like spending so much time by yourself now? And I'm like, yeah, because I actually like being with myself because I know what I want to do. I know how I want to feel. And I know what I have to do or not do in order to feel and do those certain things. So, yeah. And I love that because just seeing people transform through the healing journey. I had this one client who was in her early 20s and she was healing very, very rapidly. And we were doing a lot of like brain based stuff too. And she was like, yeah, I'm just kind of worried that like, I'm actually like not needing to be around people as much. And I was like, oh, like, why is that? Why is that scary to you? And she's like, I just always thought I had to be around other people. I thought that was like where I got my energy. And now I'm realizing that I don't, and I don't want to be alone. And I'm like, well, what is alone? And it's like, oh, (laughs) I'm never alone, like just being by myself. And like, there's that you know, I believe loneliness is an epidemic. Tony Robbins has said that. And there's just a lot that goes into that rediscovering yourself, whether it's mm-hmm. divorce or relationships with other people, like friends, yes. callings, whatever. But it's just really interesting. Like when you give yourself permission, like if you're going to heal and become a different person, you're literally a different person. That means that you're going to have some different personality traits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought up The loneliness piece. I'm so glad you brought that up because that comes up in almost every first conversation, one-on-one coaching conversation I have with clients. Mm -hmm. Is I ask them, sort of, you know, where are you struggling the most? And one of the first things that comes up is loneliness. I I don't want to be alone, and we have to dig into that. Is what is loneliness? What what is that really? And I want you to really. Define that for me. Does that mean you're sitting at home and there's nobody else around you? And what could you be doing with that time instead yeah. of thinking about this word lonely? And yeah. so we, we you know, we talk about it and we do a lot of work on that because I think a lot of people do that. And I love that you said you're never alone when you truly are connected with yourself and what brings you joy. And I think, you know, so many people think that the only way to prevent loneliness is to be with another person all the time. Mm -hmm. And truly that sometimes is what's creating our anxiety and codependency and these codependent behaviors. So, and it becomes a cycle, (laughs) you know, you're on the hamster wheel and it's like, okay, we're just going to keep doing this over and over. So when I talk about um, eliminating old patterns, that's exactly it, is how this whole identity piece around how you have showed up in the world up until this point. I mean, I was 45 years old when I got divorced, so five years ago, and I'm now 50. And I was like, wait a minute, I have lived 45 years not knowing who I am and being this codependent in this relationship i mean wow <laughs> like, right so you know and so now yeah when people question me and say what happened you used to love to go out you used to love to do this that and go to a party and all this i'm like yeah and i really never did enjoy that and i'm loving being by myself a lot now and it is has cre- opened up this whole world for me where I just every day I wake up and I'm excited. Like yay, yeah. I get to do this. <laughs> I don't have to answer to anybody else.
0: So yes, I thing. love that. I love that so much. So I would love to hear a little bit more about the timeline of your divorce and then we were like I'm making a business out of this. Like I'm going to help people who are going through this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um it was a journey. Um the 19 year marriage um, was something that we multiple times separated. It was a, we really, I had a really hard time letting go because of my children. And I had, I thought I was doing the right thing by holding on to something that was making me very unhappy. And I was living very small and, but I just couldn't, I couldn't pull that trigger because I was more concerned about, again, codependent, more concerned about what was going to happen to my children if I made that decision versus mm-hmm. thinking, oh my goodness, if they were living in this house where two, you know, where one, per, both people were happy, but they weren't living together versus living with two people who aren't happy together, wouldn't that be an improvement? And no, I, you know, so I held on for a long time. So, um, so anyway, so when I finally made, we finally made the decision, um, to end our marriage, um, it was, it was a big shift. It was, um, I had to do, like I said, I had to do a lot of work around, um, what do I do next? What's my first step? And so you talk about, um, the coaching program with Julie Riesler, who's absolutely amazing. um, Love, love, love. We love love you, Tori. Yes, love her. Um, Well, I happened to, because it was um, during COVID time, um, or maybe we got divorced just after COVID or during COVID, I think. I can't remember the time frame. But anyway, during that period of time, I discovered an app called um, Clubhouse. And I used to go and I used to listen in different rooms. And um, if people aren't familiar with that, it's basically an app where you go on and people talk about different topics, but you don't actually talk live. You just hear kind of their voice and you see a picture. Well, um, during that journey, I discovered um, what's called the Miracle Morning. And for people who aren't familiar Mm. with that, it's basically habit stacking your mornings. And this room, people would come in and talk about their struggles and, and, you know, how they sort of overcame them using the miracle morning. Well, I started that following that practice where every morning I would have these habits that I would do for myself. And during that time, I discovered so much about myself because I wasn't in my head. I wasn't waking up in the morning and looking at my phone first thing. I was, you know, going through these habits, I was saying affirmations out loud. I was talking about my intention for the day. I was doing some mirror work where I would actually do affirmations in the mirror. I mean, I had so, I, I didn't even have time to sort of think about the that word loneliness. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is great. This is all about me. Well, while I, I was in that, um, Julie happened to come on Clubhouse when uh, it was a few days she had spoken. I just loved listening to her. And so one point she said, you know, I just want to let people know about this coaching program I'm doing. And everything that she had said was in alignment with exactly what I wanted to do. I I have been in the corporate world for 25 plus years and I was ready to make a change. And but I also knew that I was I had something to share. I knew that I needed to share my voice and that I needed to help other women because I knew other women were struggling with the same thing I was. And so that one thing led to another. I reached out to Julie after that clubhouse um, sort of meeting or date where she spoke and I was in her class. And um, I didn't even know at that time, I knew I was going to be a coach for women. I knew it would have something to do with divorce, but I had no idea sort of what my niche was going to be at that point. But as I did work, more work with her and, um, you know, working with others in the Life Designer Academy, I I really dug deep and I was like, this is it. This is my why. So that's what got me here.
0: That is amazing. I mean, for me that seems like a very fast track.
1: yeah, it was. I mean it yeah. was yeah, it was. I mean I've done a lot of one I, prior to this work, I've done a lot of one-on-one coaching, more career coaching though as I worked in the human resource field for so many years mm-hmm. um and so that I kind of already had that piece. And so I thought, you know what I've I have so many friends who reach out to me for guidance, for, it's just kind of a, it always happens to be sort of a natural flow. And I thought, yeah, this is it. Um, But ultimately, you know, my, um, my work is around creating a community. It's around, um, I've created a a Facebook group, which is called From Myths to Me, Rediscovering You After Divorce. And that is, Community is so important for women and finding your village. Um, And so I wanted to create a community of women who were really wanting the same things. You know, they were ready to discover their why, ready to really change old patterns and to move forward into this next phase of their life with confidence and with the tools to get there. And so that's what this community is. And I love it so much. And, um, so yeah, I hope to continue to grow that. I hope to, um, continue to do more, um, more fac- group facilitation and ultimately, um, some retreats, um, down the road. Yay. So I'm really excited uh, about this work. Yeah.
0: I love that for you. And would you do
1: retreats in new England? That would be my plan. Yes. Yeah. So as you mentioned, living in Maine. Um, Love the great state of Maine. Um, And there are so many beautiful places in this state to do retreats. Um, And it's an untapped, I really think it's an untapped community as far as that goes. Um, A lot of people will go to upstate New York or Massachusetts um, and the Berkshires. And so this is where I would like to like to be because I think there's no place better than New England.
0: Yes. I love that. So Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, growing up there, like there's just so many different types of places too, right? Like there's yeah. the ocean, there's the lake, there's the river, there's the woods, there's the mountains, like you kind of have it all. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and even in the winters, there's some beautiful barns and different yeah. facilities that, that you can go that have a beautiful view. So, you know, with the, there's nothing like a snow covered day even though you don't want to be necessarily outside in it because it's freezing, but if you have the view of it it's absolutely gorgeous as you know so so yeah so i um i can't wait to start doing those i'm excited well we definitely need to stay updated on that yes we will 100
0: that is amazing so If there's someone listening who maybe the D word's been kind of like floating around, but it's Mm -hmm. like, well, things aren't that bad. Or like you were saying, like, I want to stay for the kids, you know, you know, I'm not getting abused or anything like that. It's just kind of like, meh, Mm -hmm. what are some things that you would tell them that have been helpful for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first thing I would say um, is I would either get yourself. A relationship coach or some sort of relationship therapist, I think it is important to at least in, in my mind, if I think if I hadn't had, we hadn't had someone to sort of help us through the process, even though I knew in my heart of hearts that this wasn't fixable um i also knew we needed some an outside person to, to mm-hmm. help and so yeah. i would say number one is y- you definitely need to talk to someone and if your spouse isn't w- willing to talk to someone which does happen sometimes find someone for yourself it it is so and and not your friends because mm-hmm. i made that mistake of you know going to my friends and over time, when you can continue to be with your friends and you're constantly talking about how unhappy you are in your marriage, it's, it becomes sort of like an old record, you know, it's like the same thing playing over and over again, and your friends can only do so much. And so that's why I say, number one, find someone that you trust, that is a good resource, whether that's a coach or a therapist. Um, to help you with the decision. So, because then, you know, okay, I've, I've done everything possible. And now I know that the only answer is this mm-hmm. now, obviously if it was some sort of physical abuse or anything like that situation, I always say, get out now. Um, and that safety is, is number one. And then I would say, um, what the, the most life-changing moment and experience that I had was I went away for a weekend on a silent retreat. I said, Mm -hmm. I need to get away and um, I need to just be by myself where there are no distractions, where I can get really clear and grounded. And I just love nature. It's just something that for me is like my medicine. It's whenever I'm struggling, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, I go out in nature and it just brings me so much peace. So I went and did a retreat, which actually was in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And um, we, it was silent. I did yoga, I went to a few different there was a there was dance yoga there was you know hot yoga oh there was meditation rooms there was you know fires at night there was a lake where we could go sit during the day and just eat lunch and it, it was beautiful and I was able I did a lot of journaling during that time they they encouraged us to bring a journal and I wrote I mean I probably wrote an entire journal full Of my experience. And it, I knew, I knew after that weekend, I knew like, okay, you can do this. It was almost like I needed that time alone to say, you're going to be okay alone. You got this girl. Like, there is nothing you can't do. So stop making the excuse that, you know, oh, I need permission from others to make this decision. Sorry, but no. I don't. I only need me, and I don't need others to tell me what to do. So, so you have it within you. That's all I will say to people out there who are struggling. You know the answer, and you know sometimes it ha- it has to come to you in time, and it takes a while. But we also all have that intuition deep within us, and it take, we have to figure out how to bring that out. And I think bringing that out takes getting quiet, quieting the mind, quieting the body, relaxing the body, and getting to a place of peace. And that was where all that overwhelm went away. And I was like, yeah, high five. Here we go. We can do this. And that's, I highly recommend doing some reflection for sure like that.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I've only heard of a few people doing a silent retreat. And like, every time I hear, it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Like, that sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> it is amazing. For someone like me who can talk a lot, yeah, <laughs> it was way. really hard, um, but it was, it was beautiful at the same time. I mean, there were animals, they had a barn, you know, so we could go and like brush the horses and talk oh. about therapeutic yeah, um, there's something about horses. They have this energy that they pick up your your energy and they respond to it. And when you go at them really calm, they you can feel them relax and then you brush them. it's it's incredibly therapeutic. So they had that. And so they were just, yeah, I had never been to one either until I did this. and it it literally was it was a life changing experience for me. So, and I've done so many retreats since then, not, not all silent, but um, yeah, I, it, it was a great experience. So I don't, I'm not saying everyone should go do a silent retreat, but whatever works for them. I mean, there's so many, as you know, so many women's retreats um, based around healing and, you know, there's spiritual ones, there's there's meditative ones, there's yoga retreats. I mean, so I encourage women to just get away and, and really try to get quiet with your thoughts for a little while.
0: I love that. So fun. So if someone is listening and is thinking of turning their pain into purpose and like starting a business based on their own life story, Mm -hmm. what is something you think would be
1: helpful for them to hear? Oh, wow. Um, I think if you're thinking about starting your own business, it's all about you get clear on what's important to you. What has been sort of your own experience that you have, that either, either has been life-changing for you or has opened up doors for you or, you know, has really, you know, just given you that energy. I'm all about energy. I'm all about energy. And I know Julie is, I know uh, we all are um, in this space, but it, it, you know, whatever gives you that energy and draws you in, that is it. And that is where the business begins. That in my mind is, you know, if you are talking about this topic or you are at a conference, you know, where someone is talking about this particular topic that you're thinking about starting a business in, and you just radiate energy when you're talking about it, that's it. That is it. That is the thing. So and then I say you can make a business out of really anything that you are passionate about and there one thing that held me back was was this whole imposter syndrome right we all get it around who's going to listen to me you know i've been an hr professional for 25 years who am i but really it not everyone's going to be you know think i'm their cup of tea and that's totally fine But there are so many people out there who need us and who need those of us that are willing to be brave and to put ourselves out there and to create a business around that so we can help others. And so I would say, you know, find that thing that gives you that energy that lights you up and just start learning, start talking about it, start talking to other people about it. And to your point, when you, and I, it's all the energy, like when you and I started talking and you learned what I was doing, then all these people you started learning about, Of oh my God, this person's going yeah. through that. And she does that. This is yeah. amazing. And so that's what naturally happens, right? It's a beautiful thing.
0: Amazing. Well, I'm so grateful for you following what lights you up and creating this magical divorce empowerment coaching business and helping so many people. I will put your contact information below so everyone can get in your world. Is there anything you would like to say in closing?
1: I would like to say thank you so much, Fallon. I'm so excited for you because I I just know this podcast is going to be amazing and I'm so excited that I'm the first guest here. Um and I yeah, and I just want to say to women out there, you know, it does take a village and you know don't be afraid to reach out to people when you are like after divorce there's so much change and there are there's myself there's other people out there that can support you and it's it, you can't always do it on your own while it does it is a lot of inner work and i encourage you to get clear on you know your own purpose and what's going on on the inside I also do feel it takes support. So reach out to people um, and surround yourself with those that really care about you.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I've had time.
0: Such a joy and thank you everyone for tuning into the Biz Alchemist podcast. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.